Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus as we celebrate literacy together. Welcome back to GV Talks Books. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and we are back today with our favorite third graders to talk about The Little House in the Big Woods. So, of course, we're going to go around and do some introductions. My name is uh, Lindsay Simpson, and I have two students with me. So, Corbin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Share with us your first name, last name, what grade you're in, and who your teacher is. Okay. Um, my name is Kevin Martin, and I'm in third grade. My teacher is Ms. Gaper, and Kika Akam Kika that I haven't, I've never had. I'm so happy that you Aww. love Ms. Schaefer. I love her too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, Braylon, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Braylon, my teacher is Ms. Schmidt. Thank you for joining us, Braylon, and you are in third grade as well. And um, I will let our adult online introduce yourself as well. Hi, my name is Brittany Fuller, and I am the interpreter here at Genesee Valley, and I am in the third grade classroom with Mrs. Schaefer as well. So Ms. Fuller is going to be here today helping us um, and helping Corbin and our listeners so that we can all communicate, and I'm so happy that we were all able to get on this virtual call. So thank you so much for helping us today, Ms. Fuller. Thank you for joining or for having me. Yes. And our wonderful co-host, I always leave her for last, go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. Hello, everybody. I am Mrs. Norseth Aporn, and I'm the librarian here at Genesee Valley. So we are back today to discuss Chapter 10. So we don't have a lot of chapters left. We're getting there. We're getting close. We're getting towards the end. So this chapter was very interesting, and it started off with quite the punch, quite literally. Quite literally, yes. Quite literally. Yes. So the chapter began with Laura actually striking Mary across the face. Woo. Now, siblings fight. We know that. Um, but Corbin, can you share with our listeners, why did Laura hit Mary? Laura punched Mary in the face because Mary... Um, that blonde hair was better than blonde hair. So, um, Laura got angry and she punched, um, Mary across the face. Yeah. Very good. You're absolutely right. All over a head of hair. Yeah, so <laughs> Mary, you know, blonde curl Mary says that blonde hair is better than brown. And Laura just couldn't take that and hit her. Oh, my goodness. So, first of all, Braylon and Corbin, do either one of you have siblings? I have a brother. You have a brother. Is he an older brother, Braylon, or a younger brother? Older. How, how old is he? Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. So, much older brother. Corbin, do you have any brothers or sisters? 
I only have a sister and her and she eight four years ago. So she's a younger sister? Um yeah, she's a younger sister and than me. Okay. Okay. So before we talk about Laura and Mary, we can all be honest with each other. I have an older sister and we did not always get along. We had some fights. Me too. I have a younger brother and we we didn't always see eye to eye. We had some fights. <laughs> <laughs> did Corbin and Braylon, do you guys fight with your siblings or do you get along all the time? We get along all the time and we fight a lot. We yeah. Fight a lot. Yeah. Uh yeah, we don't always know why uh, our siblings are angry or why they're crying, but sometimes it just happens. It just happens. It yep. just happens. Braylon, how about you? Do you ever fight with your brother? Um no. Man, no. you guys are so good. good you guys are so good. Wow. So do you think it was right for Laura to hit Mary because Mary said that blonde hair was better than brown? I don't think it was good to hit. No. What do you think she should have done instead, Braylon? Like, just said that, like, any kind of hair is, hair color is pretty instead of, like, hitting her and stuff. Yeah, just use her words instead. Probably was going to be the better thing to do, huh? Yeah, so the chapter started right off with that. I was completely shocked, completely taken back. Me too, not expecting that. These are good little girls, and I was not expecting a slap in the face. No, and, and yep. you know, Pa, of course, stepped in, and he disciplined Laura. Laura. And in just Pa fashion, though, even though he disciplined her, he ended it with a hug. With a hug, yes. So I did love that. Um, and so he and Laura were, of course, okay in the end. And Laura, I think, learned a good lesson. I think so. She learned not, not to hit. And, and he, he made a great point that uh, she asked Pa, do you like brown hair or blonde hair? And he said, well, my hair is brown. And she hadn't thought about that. So that was a good point to make. Pa to the rescue once and, again. And once again. <laughs> once again. And so then the chapter continued. And the family actually got together and they made cheese. And it was a very interesting process. You know, I love this book because I, I find out all the ways that they're able to eat food that we have now that I never really think about, right? Because I just go and buy them at the store. We just go and get them. And this book breaks it down on how, how they came by those foods in a very different way than what we do. Yes, so a few weeks ago we talked about how they made maple syrup, but Mrs. N, can you share, how did they make the cheese? So uh, they took the curd and put it in a cheese mold, a wooden cheese mold, and then stacked two of those on top of each other. Then they took a heavy stone, placed it on the top, and slowly the stone, the weight of the stone, would push the whey which is the liquid, out and squish the curd together. And that's how they made cheese. So interesting. Very interesting. I have to imagine it's time consuming. Yes, I think that it took all day for that to be smushed down. And then they had to form a rind around it. So every day the cheese had to be turned and butter put on it to form this hard rind on it so that it would keep. So 
not an easy stand at the cooler and go, yep, Colby Jack today. Nope, that's not the way it works. No. <laughs> uh, Corbin, do you like to eat cheese? Um, yeah. Yeah, is there any type of cheese that you like more than others? Uh, I like cheesecake a lot. Oh, the cheese sticks. Cheese sticks, <laughs> yeah. Those are yummy. <laughs> they are pretty convenient. Braylon, how about you? Do you like cheese? Yeah. What do you like? I like cheese curd. Cheese oh. curd. That's very good. That was the example we talked about, right? When they talked about the squeaky curd, I said, does anybody have cheese curd? That's what they were talking about. Yeah. Yep. So I got to be honest with you, Braylon. I think you and I are opposites today. I I wish I could eat cheese curd. It always looks so good. I, I, it's just I'm not a fan. Not a fan of it? I can't do it. But if we have a, a burger, I like putting, like, the bacon and the cheese on the burger and oh, have a yeah. good, like, bacon and blue burger. Burger. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like cheese. Yeah? Yeah. Limburger I stay away from, right? Mr. Limburger cheese. It's kind of stinky. I stay away from that. But most other cheeses I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Fuller, how about you? Do you like cheese? Are you a fan? Um, I'm a fan of cheese sticks, too. Cheese sticks. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat it on a burger and stuff, but I don't I don't really prefer Like, I don't like cheese curd. Oh, there you go. So, Braylon, I think you're, you have the finest palate of us all I here. I think so, yes. You have a very refined palate. <laughs> very grown-up. <laughs> so... The next part of this chapter, and I got to tell you, any any book that involves food, I am all about. I'm, a, I'm in, yep. I yep. love food. Um, so, in this, the, we heard about syrup a couple chapters ago, and then we heard all the work they had to do with cheese, and then there was another surprise in this chapter about food. There was another food ingredient that Pa found. Corbin, do you remember what Pa found in the tree? I don't think so, no. No? Don't remember. Raylan, do you remember? Yeah. What did he find? Honey. He, honey. honey. Yep. Miss, Mrs. North South Corn is actually going to read a passage from the chapter. So it's going to help us remember. And for any of our listeners out there, it will catch you up a little bit as we discuss honey to finish out our episode. So Corbin, Raylan, Mrs. Fuller, myself, all of our listeners, we can just... Sit back and relax, and we're going to let Mrs. N read to us the passage about how Pa came upon the surprise on the way to Uncle Henry's. Okay. After a while, he said, I'm going over to Henry's tomorrow morning, Caroline, to grab his grubbing hoe. Those sprouts are getting waist high around the stumps in the wheat field. A man just has to keep everlasting at it, or the wood will take back the place. Early the next morning, he started to walk to Uncle Henry's, but before long, he came hurrying back, hitched the horses to the wagon, threw in his axe, the two wash tubs, the wash boiler, and all the pails and wooden buckets there were. I don't know if I'll need them all, Caroline, he said, but I'd hate to want them and not have them. Oh, what is it? What is it? Laura asked, jumping up and down with excitement. Pa's found a bee tree, Ma said. Maybe he'll bring us some honey. It was noon before Pa came driving home. Laura had been watching for him, and she ran out to the wagon as soon as it stopped by the barnyard, but she could not see into it. Pa called, Caroline, if you'll take this pail of honey, I'll go unhitch. Ma came out to the wagon, disappointed. 
She said, well, Charles, even a pail of honey is something. Then she looked into the wagon and threw up her hands, and Pa laughed. All the pails and buckets were heaping full of dripping golden honeycomb. Both tubs were piled full, and so was the wash boiler. Pa and Ma went back and forth, carrying the two loaded tubs and the wash boiler and all the buckets and pails into the house. Ma heaped a plate high with the golden pieces and covered all the rest neatly with cloths. For dinner, they had as much of the delicious honey as they could eat, and Pa told them how he'd found the bee tree. I didn't take my gun, he said, because I wasn't hunting, and now it's summer there wasn't much danger of meeting trouble. Panthers and bears are so fat this time of year that they're lazy and good nature. Well, I took a shortcut through the woods, and I nearly ran into a big bear. I came around a clump of underbrush, and there he was, not as far from me as across this room. He looked around at me, and I guess he saw I didn't have a gun. Anyway, he didn't pay any more attention to me. He was standing at the foot of a big tree, and bees were buzzing all around him. They couldn't sting through his thick fur, and he kept brushing them away from his head with one paw. I stood watching him, and he put the other paw into a hole in the tree and drew it out all dripping with honey. He licked the honey off his paw and reached in for more. But by, the time I'd found, by, that, but by that time, I'd found me a club. I wanted that honey myself. So I made a great racket, banging the club against a tree and yelling. The bear was so fat and so full of honey that he just dropped down on all fours and waddled off among the trees. I chased him some distance and got him going fast, away from the bee tree, and then I came back for the wagon. Laura asked him how he got the honey away from the bees. Well, that was easy, Pa said. I left the horses back into the woods where they wouldn't get stung, and then I chopped the tree down and split it open. Well, didn't the bees sting you? No, said Pa, bees never sting me. The whole tree was hollow and filled from top to bottom with honey. The bees must have been storing honey there for years. Some of it was old and dark, but I guess I got, good enough, I got enough good clean honey to last us a long time. Laura was sorry for the poor bees. She said, they worked so hard and now they won't have any honey. But Pa said there was lots of honey left for the bees, and there was another large hollow tree nearby into which they could move. He said it was time they had a clean new home. They would take the old honey he had left in the old tree, make it into fresh new honey, and store it in their new house. They would save every drop of the spilled honey and put it away, and they would have plenty of honey again long before winter came. Thank you so much, Mrs. Norsethaporn, for reading that passage to us about the honey that they found in the tree. So i got to tell you guys, I love honey. I love putting it in my tea. Someone mentioned that earlier. Yep, I love honey in tea or on biscuits. Biscuits, on biscuits. is good? Yes. Uh, but I will say my all-time favorite, and I first encountered this when I was in elementary school, and I've continued this tradition ever since, I love eating honey with my chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. They do have that at McDonald's as a choice. You can get dipping sauce of honey. I have heard that. Yes. I remember there was a lovely woman who worked in our cafeteria, and she would just squirt on that, that honey. honey. Ooh, yum. It was yum. delicious. That sounds good. Yeah. Braylon, how about you? Do you like honey? No. No, you no, don't. Not, that's right. That's right. You had mentioned that. We were opposites. So we are opposites today. You love the cheese curds, me not so much. Not so much. Yeah. I love the honey, and you not so much. So I will 
always take your honey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Corbin, how about you? Do you like honey? Well, I, I've never tried honey before, I think. Oh. Oh, never? Do you, do you like chicken nuggets? Yuck, I love chicken nuggets. Okay, so I know it's a little scary sometimes to step out of your comfort zone and try something different, but I got to tell you, honey on chicken nuggets is my all-time favorite, so maybe next time you'll give it a shot. Uh, what do you think? Um, go. The last thing I tried there has something that has, like, mustard. I mean, no. Honey to do with it is honey mustard. Oh, honey mustard. Do you like honey mustard? Yeah. Yeah, you I like do? I pretzels. Yep. The honey makes it sweet. It's like, it's kind of like maple syrup, but a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Just as sticky. It's very sticky. <laughs> very sticky. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Muller, how about you? Do you like honey? I do. I don't eat it a lot, but I, I love it in my, in my hot tea. Mm-hmm. Yes, I heard... Uh, I don't know if it's true, if it's an old wives' tale, but if you have a sore throat and you have tea, that the honey, like, helps soothe the sore throat. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Yeah, yep. So, I don't know, just a little, you know, put that in your back pocket if you have a sore throat, you know, honey and tea. Give it a try. Might yep. help. Might help. Um, and, Braylon, I like that, you know, you like it in the honey mustard, you know, mixing it with something else makes it so that it's okay for you. <laughs> yep. So... That was the end of our chapter 10, and I just, I really enjoyed this chapter because it seemed like there was so much going on, right? There, it was a long one. Summertime was a long chapter, which makes sense. There's a lot of stuff going on in the summertime, Yeah, it seems like, but uh, lots, of, uh, lots of activity going on between Naughty, Laura, and then our two finding the honey and the cheese, and again, if it's food, we're in, right? <laughs> Bring me on the That's food. That's right. I could eat anytime. Um, and so, yeah, before we let you guys go and we finish up this episode, the chapter was about summertime. And summer is right around the corner. We've officially entered spring, right? Yes. So before we go, I would just like to ask you guys, what are you the most excited for about summer? What are you looking forward to? Braylon, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I'm most excited to go in the pool. The pool. The pool. That is a good one. Yes, the yep. pool. Uh, Corbin, how about you? What are you the most excited for about summer? I'm most excited to go into the pool, too. The pool. Yeah. I don't think anybody can say no to a pool. Who can say no to a pool, right? <laughs> Nobody can say no. <laughs> Mrs. Fuller, how about you? Um, I think mine is traveling. I'm hoping yeah. to travel more this summer. If not, I want to be in my kayak in the river. Oh, good. That's good. All with water. Yeah. <laughs> All with water. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, I am. I have a pool. I love to kayak, so I would. I could hang out with you guys, no problem. But I am looking forward to a bonfire. That's a right. Good Sitting around a bonfire, roasting marshmallows, just hanging out, watching the lightning bugs. That's what I'm looking for too. That sounds great. I don't have a pool, so oh. Ray Wynn and I may show up at your house. <laughs> I may jump in. 
do you have a clue? Um, yeah, got big one. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have told me Don't that. Tell I'm gonna that. come on over. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, I definitely want to travel. We have some plans to go to the beach. Oh, nice. So I, I was rolling the dice on that things would be better, and I think they will be. I, I hope think, so. You know, so we're gonna go to the beach, and I'm also excited because we have a very large garden slash farm. Oh, I nice. Yeah, I don't know if it's big enough to say it's a farm, um, but there's several of us neighbors who all work on it. Oh, fun. So I'm excited to start planting and for my daughter to experience that planting. I think she's going to end up eating a lot of dirt. But uh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> does it at one point <laughs> in her life. So Another thing I'm excited for is because my grandma makes me Cucumbers and cucumbers are my favorite vegetables. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. That does sound good. Do you eat cucumber sandwiches, Braylon? No. No? I only like them plain. Gotcha. They are a great snack. They I are. can't wait for cucumbers, too. Cucumbers, yep. I also like them with salt. Yeah, a little, sprinkle a little salt on there. Yep. Honey mustard. You could dip them in some honey mustard. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank all of you, Braylon, Corbin, Mrs. Fuller, Mrs. N, for joining us today to talk about Chapter 10 of The Little House in the Big Woods, and for all of our listeners for joining us in this conversation as well. As always, if you would like to follow along with us, you can find The Little House in the Big Woods by Laura Ingalls Wilder in your local library. Or you can go online and find it as an ebook and join us every Thursday afternoon for our well for our actually only our last couple chapters we just have left. Just a couple, just a couple left. Yep. So thank you all and we will chat with you next week. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode of GV Talks Books and to remind you. The journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page.